Man, I pressed the button kind of early on that one. I guess I'm excited, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all doing today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Game of Five Podcast. It's your boy, Coach E. Uh, Crane Violet in the house. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thanks again for joining us today. I've been here getting crunk on some Juicy J and... 3-6 Mafia, having fun, reminiscing by 8-Ball, MJG, UGK, uh, Bun B, and everybody, man. Man, we used to, man, we used to have a whole lot of fun in school, listening to them getting crunk, and you had the Lil' John the Eastside Boys. Man, I'm serious, man, if I could get some of them on the podcast, that'd be great. But welcome, 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 Game 5 Podcast once again. Well, we talk everything gaming, arts, anime, music, esports, and film. And today we're going to have a good time. We're just going to keep talking about the industry, the digital entertainment industry as a whole. What's going on here in Atlanta? What's going on in the Southeast region? What's going on around the country? And of course, what's going on around the world and the things that we're doing and the barriers and the, and the obstacles we overcome and all that good stuff when it comes to industry. And uh, having a lot of fun. So thanks again, your boy Coach E. Hey, Jay Black. You know how I call myself DJ Such and Such, right? I actually met DJ Such and Such. There's a DJ, a for real, for real DJ Such and Such here in Atlanta. I met him the other day. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, DJ. I was like, how you gonna take my name like that? And he started laughing, man. It was crazy. My um, uh, Zion. Uh, my my guy who was on season one, um, he we did a listening party over at Morris Brown uh, for him. He's dropping his album on December twelfth. Shouts out to Zion Moore um, doing his thing. So the Barely Legal album, uh, he's gonna be dropping out. So we had a lot of fun listening to that. But that was cool. I got to meet the, <laughs> DJ such and such. I said, God dog it, man. I said I should have trademarked that thing. Made me a little bit of money. But nah, I was just kidding. It was cool. It was funny. We started laughing automatically when we did that. But Gaming, gaming, gaming. Oh man, I don't even have my card out here, so I think I know my buttons now. I don't need my card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamify Podcast, everything in gaming, arts, music, esports, and film. We are entering into the gaming segment. Come one, come all. Let's talk a little bit of gaming about what's going on in Atlanta when it comes to gaming, um, what's happening. We're getting close to the end of the year. Oh my goodness. We're about to have a good time, y'all. Uh, mm. All right. December, what's today? December 5th, 4th, 5th? Fifth. Oh my gosh, December 5th. My mama's birthday is on the 10th. My my mother-in-law, her birthday, she passed away um, about four years ago or five years ago. Her birthday was, is today, so shouts out to uh, Mama Cor. Um, always looking down at God and everything. I, I, we went to the grave site and I was like, just keep looking over us, keep watching over us and everything. But we are slowly moving into that holiday season, continuing it on from our turkey day that we had um, a couple of weeks ago. Which was fun, went down to Florida, had fun, played a lot of old school games. You know, they had the arcade machine. We, you know, we rent a house for like all the family to come down. And so it was like 12 bedroom joint. It was like, it was crazy. You know, we balling out. But uh, they had a game room. They had foosball, pool. Then we had, a, we had our PlayStation down there, but it had an uh, old school arcade machine. 
But it's really a new school arcade machine. They just, you know, the box is different. The guts are new. The box is old. But we were playing Galaga, Centipede, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man. I mean, we was playing. And then I was playing the... I didn't really know that Galaga had um, a Galaga 2, 3, and 4. They had... They, they actually produced other ones. And I was playing those, and I was like, these are pretty cool. But they weren't the ones... They weren't as popular as the original. And that's what all the arcades used to have, the originals. Um, up in there now, if it was Pac-Man, they were gonna have Pac-Man, Baby Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. They were gonna have all the Pac-Mans in there. But um, we had a lot of fun, and the kids um, got a chance to play it. So I wouldn't let them be on the PlayStation. I actually started playing 2K, I, NBA 2K. Now I'm not a for real NBA 2K player, but I was on it for that whole week. So I really got my chops up on the 2K. So you know we're gonna get us a little 2K tourney some coming up soon. And uh, we're going to make it do what it do. But I made the kids. I was like, no, I'm on the PlayStation. I need y'all to go play the arcade. And they was having fun. They actually enjoyed it. They really did. They really did. Um, but you can't, be, you can't beat the old 8-bit graphics, man. Something about that. Something about the music. Something about pressing the button. And, you know. Yeah. Man, that was my game. I used to let my let my uh, ship get captured, so I shoot the thing. So I have my double ship, tan it up, and then I played it so much I knew how the challenges would flow. So I was like busting hundred percent on the challenges like crazy because I knew I would get my double ship. Man, I kill them! I kill them! Kill them! They wouldn't know what was hitting them. Man, we was having so much fun. But they had um, asteroid on there. Oh man, what else? They had nineteen forty three. The, the, uh, they had that one on there. They had all those good games, man. That was, ooh, those are were, those were a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed those games, man, the old school games. And I think the retro, at least from a design standpoint, a lot of um, indie developers are using the 8-bit graphics. They're kind of harkening back to that and using that because it, it really is actually, I want to say cheaper, but it is a way for them to really cram a lot of design in, into like a little package so it doesn't take a whole lot to render number one so you're not trying to render 3d graphics and all of that craziness um but it was a lot of fun i really really enjoyed it I, I thoroughly enjoyed those games they had this lazy river and it was heated so they they making a lot of money because they had this big old like pool lazy river and it was heated water so it was like being in the bathtub and you just running around you just laying i was just you just floating man that yeah so so we had a we had a pool heated but in the resort it was reunion resort shots out of reunion reunion uh Kissimmee Florida you go they had a putt putt we never went because I was either on the video game or I was in the water that's it that's all I was doing I wasn't trying to do a whole lot of extra I wasn't trying to go to no Disney World nothing like that either I was like I'm keep my money in my pocket we're gonna cook in the kitchen <laughs> and uh have have fun so we would do that. The whole time, really did enjoy ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. We, we, you know, we always watch a football on a Sunday, especially now. And the Chargers just done ran one clean cross the doggone field and then got him in there. Good Lord. All right, I don't know. Cincinnati might not make it there, Jay Black. I don't know. I don't know, man. They, they tried to make out a comeback, but, well, they got time. They got time. And then we ain't even going to talk about the Falcons. But, you know, maybe, you know, they'll get it together one day. They'll get it together one day. But, um... So we got the um, so we going into the holiday season. So a lot of people are thinking about what to buy their um, 
kids for Christmas, I'm getting a lot of phone calls. And so we got a lot of budding game designers out there and a lot of young people wanted to do those. So, you know, they're trying to figure out what kind of um, gaming computer they should buy uh, for their young people um, to learn on. That's not necessarily way expensive, but, you know, gives them you know, some durability, but also gives them functionality as well. So, you know, for me, HP does really good at um, gaming machines. So they have a basic gaming machine and then they have the HP Almond series where there's um, that you can do more designing and more play. It's more for play and streaming. But both of them are pretty good. And that's going to run you about I, anybody out there trying to do something with a machine they're trying to give to their kids. You know, I always say laptop for kids because they, they move about a lot. You know, desktop is going to keep them in their room. But this way you can bring them with you wherever you need to go. And so it's going to run you about it. About a cool G, a cool G. You know, some eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Well, I say eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. You know, in that range, depending on how much memory and um, how much power you want it to have. But you can really do that one with those. Alienware is really good. They have some good basic ones. Um, who else has some good ones? ASUS does pretty good as well. So you know, there's some good options out there. But those are kind of things that run because I've had my omens for like. Probably going on five years almost, four or five years. And I just got a call from one of my students and, you know, he was using it for streaming and he he cracked the screen and he was like, well, Coachy, uh, you know, do you have some type of insurance? I was like, don't worry, we covered. <laughs> but, uh, but I've had that for going on four or five years now and for that machine just now to have something wrong with it, I mean, phew. That's a good quality machine. This is one right here. I got this one right here. Yep, this one this is one of my HP Omens right here. So, again, it's got a little broke on the side, but, you know, hey, it's durable. It does what I needed to do. It has all the speed. So, if you're looking into a machine, this is a good one to start off with. It's small. It's compact. I think it's like the 14-, 15-inch screen, um, but you can get it up to the 17-, 17-and-a-half-inch screen. So, those are your big boys. Um Either one of those works really, really well, but you can do everything you need, streaming, designing, and it's not just for gaming, you know, music production, film production, um, anything arts, animation, these are good machines for that as well. So that's going to be your gaming advice for today. And uh, as per usual, we're just going to keep it going from the gaming segment to the art segment. Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Gamify Podcast, everything gaming, arts, music, esports, and film. We just got out of the gaming segment, and now we're moving into the arts segment. Here we go. Conjure up all those images of, you got the samurais running through the tall grass, getting ready to battle, you're meeting all the different characters, the battle's about to go down, about to do our thing. Welcome, 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 Coach E here, uh, Crane Violent, in the art segment of the Game 5 Podcast. Um, arts, animation, anime, all those cool things. It never surprises me when I talk to a lot of parents about their, their students. You know, the first thing they talk about, you know, they say they like gaming and things. And I, first question, I'm like, well, do they watch anime? Do they watch they're like, yeah, they'll name the anime. I'm like, well, you know, there are careers that exist in that. I was like, 
one of the best ways as a parent to be supportive of your young person is to find out what they like. And I don't know any young people right now that don't really like games, animation, music, movies, or, 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 or just playing video games. You know, they love all of that stuff. But um, when you talk about arts and anime, we were talk- I was talking to a school district, and we were talking about, um, you know, there's not a lot for the elementary schoolers, and they, they like to focus on literacy when it comes to young people. And, you know, I talk about, and then a lot of these schools are in my, um, in my community, so um, they're trying to figure out how to boost literacy rates, how to boost um, science um, grades and, and numbers in science as well. And I'm like, well, you know, you really got to talk to the students about what they're interested in and really get behind and push what they're interested in. And I, I, as a college and career readiness counselor, I would ask this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would get crickets. Cricket, 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 crickets. You know, the little chirping and all that good stuff. But now, when I ask a student, who's your favorite comic book creator, uh, comic book hero, comic book character? Uh, who, who's your favorite in Marvel? Da, 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 da. I, I can't get them to be quiet about it. They love it. They love it. They love it. And then they, when they leave me and figure out they can actually create their own, and it's like, I can't, you know, at that point, some things have been unlocked for them. The creativity they have in their heads, it's just, it's just you can't stop them, you can't stop them. So if you want to work with your young person and have them really creating some things, then, you know, start there, start with what they're like. And so comic books, I mean, think about what we were growing up. We love comic books growing up. We love superhero characters and all that. Now is great because there's so many superheroes and characters and stories being made with characters that look like them. So um, African-American men and women, um, characters of color, um, they're everywhere, everywhere. Black, um, Black Sands Entertainment does a very good job um, at, at the comics they create. Um, Tuskegee Airs, um, they have a comic book that harkens back to Robotech. And so it's real cool to see. Um, how they put that together, but it's so many that are out there right now that you can't go wrong. Um, and it's great images and, and powers that incorporate not just strength and agility, but a lot of mental, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, <clears throat> uh, you gotta have some, some, the techno cracks. Oh, what did they call it? I forget what they call them, but the power to manipulate technology or to do, you know, you know, like, uh, uh, Black Panther. Say, I was going to say Tony Stark at the time, but I'm like, I'm, let me talk about my characters look like me. But, you know, creating that technology, that next level technology um, to do some things that, that that's not really out there right now on the cutting edge. So they can look at all those kind of uh, characters that can do that and young men, young women that are doing it. Um, and so it lets them know that they can believe in themselves and, and create and do some things. So they're able to look back at that. And take it forward because it takes more than just an hour of code or, you know, one or two hours looking at a movie or whatever for a student to go from first. Um, I didn't know what people of color were were making these comics, what characters existed to. OK, I now know and see it and then I can now create that. Now I am a creator to create those. So it's a natural progression that you want to do along that mindset you want for a young person. So now they become creators. And when you look at Bloom's taxonomy as an educator and you think about that from just, you know, from, you know, rote learning and just being able to recall, which is like the base level to creation and synthesis, which is the top level of the taxonomy. That's what you want students to be able to do because once they can create on their own, 
now you're talking about uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, where, you know, they may be working for somebody, but they're working other people's companies like this, their own company, and they're on the way to start in their company. So, or they go into college like, <clears throat> this, is, this, is, this is what I want to start, this is what I want to do, and I can incubate the idea that I have while I'm in college. And then, you know, if I finish, which I need y'all to do because for people of color, you know, that's a, that's a weed out, not having a degree. That, that sometimes they use that to keep you from being able to go out and do things. But, you know, if you are successful, which you can start now, you may be able to start that company where, you know, you can be like, you know, do I really have to stay in school? And so now you're making a different choice. You If you're going to college because you have to, you know, that's a different type of motivation. But if you can go to college because I want to, because I know it's bettering myself, it's giving me another opportunity that's a whole nother mindset. So now you're even more focused um, while you're in school. And so that's what we want students to always be looking at, trying to do and get into. So um, that's pretty cool um, to be able to look at that and see the faces because we have a lot of students, a lot of um, young students still in high school coming to the Ronald Floyd Thomas Center for Esports and Innovation at Morris Brown College and figuring out that they can actually major in esports and gaming um, being able to do that and the, 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 the light that comes on in their eyes uh, for them, even with their parents. First of all, their parents are like, oh, my God, let me go grab my, go grab my son and my daughter. And then their son and their daughter just start laughing. They get in. They're like, see, Mom, this is what I was telling you about. And that, that just, as an educator, that always makes me feel good um, when my students are starting to tell their parents and they're really, <clears throat> they're really interested in what's going on. So that's pretty cool. That's that's real cool what's happening right now. But if y'all are looking for some opportunities in, in comic book creation, um, game design, um, um, professional esports, um, we have that in Level Up Academy in our Camp Level Up series that is um, opening up our first spring cohort. It's starting in um, January, on January 15th. And um, you can go to pcxnow.com, pcxnow, like right now.com, and you can find out more information about that. Um, if you have any interest, any, any, your son or daughter or niece, nephew, grandson, granddaughter, they have some interest, um, you give them an opportunity because the sooner they start working towards it, they can figure out exactly what it is about it they like. Now, they may not like character development and writing the stories, they may be artists, so they want to do the drawing. So they can do that, but they can do that for comic books. They can do that for movies. They can do that for animated series. They can do it for a lot of different things. And so being able to be a part of that is, is uh, you know, what's, what's up with that. So, man, um, I can't wait to January hits. And then we're going to follow that up with our Minority Serving Institution Esports Classic Conference and Classic. Um, that's going to be in February, um, as a phrase uh, my boy Dedrick Sneed with Subsume, he coined uh, Futures, Black Futures Month. You know, we don't say Black History, we say Black Futures Month. That's what we call it. Um, and we like to highlight, again, all the wonderful things that black folks are doing. Definitely in the past, but we, we approach it like a Sankofa moment. So we're looking at the past to bring back to the forward as we go uh, forth with the future. So it's always, well, that's what it was, and that's what we're doing now, and that's why we can continue to do it now, because we are building upon what was already done. So... Um, so be on the lookout for that. That's going to be cool coming up and an opportunity for young people and parents and um, school administrators to be able to see a lot of that stuff in action. Because sometimes we have to see it before we can believe it. I mean, I think that's kind of the motto that a lot of people think. You got to see it before you can achieve it and well, believe it. 
for each other. Well, however, however the saying goes, but um, but them to be able to be immersed into the environment and to hear the bells and whistles, um, to see the lights of the cameras, to hear the clickety clack of the machines, um, to really see it and then know that they can do it. And also, not just that, they can see the artifacts being produced by students the same age. So, you know, we have elementary schooler um, that's, that has submitted a game for our DoorDash game design challenge um, that's going to be able to take it from there and then work with DoorDash as he continues to build it up. So, shouts out to Chase Dillard down in, uh, I say down there, they're actually above us in Tennessee. We're in Atlanta um, over there in Nashville. Um, so I can't wait for us to unveil his game and for everybody to see what he's been working on. But I mean, you know, he's seven. <laughs> so, I mean, just that opportunity for him to be able to do that. And I think I said this in the episode before, you know, he really, he really, uh, he almost made me cry <laughs> during one of our sessions. He was like, coach E, you changed my life. He's seven. And I've already changed it. Like, can you imagine what that feels like? A seven-year-old telling you you done changed their life? Oh, my God. Whew. Man. But, yeah, I appreciate you, Ken. I appreciate you, Ken. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but I, I really had a lot of fun with them. And so I'm working with some of his friends and some of the other kids in there, the Preppies cohort um, and Jack and Jill organization out there in uh, Nashville. So we're going to keep – Pressing and seeing what they come up with, but we have I have a lot of a few young ladies that are made some submissions at the middle school level and at the high school level, and I have some young men at the high school and the college level that have made some submissions, and a young lady at the college level. So we're going to unveil those at Atlanta Metropolitan State College. Um, Dr. Lewis over there um, can't wait to have this function, and then Dr. James and Morris Brown is going to host a president's roundtable so that we can actually have the presidents of these colleges and the provosts of these colleges and deans to be able to sit down and figure out how can at, at places like um, the minority serving institutions, which include the historically black college universities, the Hispanic serving institutions, the Latinx serving institutions, um, to really figure out how do we stand up these type of programs? Because it's not just about the knowledge and the coursework, but also about the apprenticeship opportunities and the co-ops and internships for these young people to actually get out there and get their hands on and do some hands-on learning, working, and making some money right now. Because a lot of students in our community, you know, they're going to school, they're, they're getting these loans, but, you know, they still are somewhat breadwinners for their family as well. They're making money. They're getting, they're ha having to help with the bills at, uh, at home, all right, with their younger brothers and sisters or just with their um, families. And so sometimes they have to make those hard decisions. Well, do I go hard in school or do I go half in school and then get my part-time job so that, you know, the lights can stay on at my mama house? So, you know, we want to try to help them without making those type of uh, decisions by giving them these opportunities. And if you really want them to be free to create, free to make um, these these innovations, then they have to be freed up. Um, you know, I mean, like we used to say this about church, right? I'm a youth minister, so I've been in the youth minister in the Black Baptist Church, and I've been in youth minister in the White Christian Church, right? And so the difference between the two, you know, you go to the to the Black Church, you know, you you praising God, and you you know you, you you're there, and it's like you know. Man, if I can just make it and I can, you know, give me some help and, and, and let me get to the next one. Just see me through, see me through. But when you're at the white church, they come in and they get to worship in free. They get to freely worship. They just worship like, oh, how great it's been and, you know, how things are going. It's a different type of worship. And so 
We want them to be. We want you to be as a student to be free to learn that same way. We want. You, we don't want you. Don't want you to learn because you feel like you, you just have to learn to to make it out. No, no, no. We want you to be free to learn so you can just create and start making some of these uh, innovations that are going to carry us into the future. Because everything that our young people are doing right now is what's happening. There's nothing that's not being streamed right now. There's nothing that's not being musically produced right now, enhanced. Um, what I have seen recently, it was an award show where they had a TikTok, um, some, a TikTok sensation do his music. And it was, it was a black guy. It was an African-American male. He was doing it. And I was like, well, at least this time, they took somebody out of TikTok who, who made whatever it was. Because when they did the, the what was it, the... I think it was. They had it was a dance. It was a dance. They had the girls out there doing the dance, and it was like, no, that was a black girl's TikTok that they copied, you know. Or or every year we look at the teachers. They they changed that too this year when they were doing the back to school and they were showing the black male teacher doing the handshakes and all the stuff. At first they were showing the white teacher, white lady that was doing it, and she got it from him. So it was like, okay, well now we have the, the, the we have the ability. To at least put the grab the narrative back and place it where it's supposed to be, so that's what you know. When we allow our young people to know they can create and they can own their own stuff, then we're able to push it in that direction. So that's going to be all for the art segment on this one. But just the creativity that's out there, you know, we just want to make sure we unlock that uh, gate to, to to mental and creative freedom for our young people. Transitioning on to the next one. Uh, 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 it's time for the music segment, y'all. Hey, drop it like this, DJ. Uh, ooh, ooh. Man, we should have probably did this one first when we was, when we was reminiscing <laughs> about No Limit and everybody and all the music they was making. But welcome again to the Game of Five podcast. It's, it's your man, uh, Coachy. Uh, Crane Violet, uh, DJ Such and Such, the original from Tuskegee University. I don't know, I don't know what that guy from St. Louis talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna invite him out here. I'm gonna invite him on here, and we're gonna, we're gonna have some laughs about the Such and Such because I want to know where he got it from and see if it was a similar thing, um, to how we came on, um, DJ Such and Such. But I don't know if he got MC Scratch and Sniff though. No, 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 it's DJ Scratch and Sniff. Sniff and it's MC such and such. So there's a difference. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying it was DJ such and such, but our, our DJ name, it was a collective. It was, see, I was telling, uh, it was a Rico, young Rico from um, Morehouse College. He was, uh, he DJ. He actually DJed, um, he go to Morehouse now. I know Rico. Man, we got, some, yeah, Rico Valley. Yeah, man. So we had him in there. He was, he did this, uh, he was doing, a, um, he was DJ for a turkey giveaway. We were doing that Morris Brown. Um, man, I'll give them shots out. They from Boston. It's a group, City Trends. City, City Trend? I think that's the name of the group, City Trend. Not the, not the store. It's, <laughs> it was like, it was almost similar to the store. But uh, it's a group of guys out of Boston. Uh they, they went to Morehouse and they went to Morris Brown. And so they were giving away turkeys and he was DJing and I had my mama Moore, um, Zion's mom. We were there to walk through um, the facility to make sure it had the right size and it was going to be able to meet their needs for the listening party. And then we were like, oh, 
we got a DJ, and she was looking for a DJ. See, you never know when you might have an opportunity. You never know when you're going to have an opportunity. So he was out there DJing. He was doing his thing, and she was listening. And so, you know, he got paid $100 an hour. And we were there for probably about four hours, so he made about a good four, $500 DJing for this listening party because he showed up to an event where he was giving away turkeys. So he was giving back to the community, and the community ended up giving back to him. See how that works? So you give you can give people like that a chance. And so I ain't have to, you know, go to the regular DJ um, channels. Not that you shouldn't, but if you look in your community, you'll find everything you need right there. You don't something a lot of times people think they gotta go out. And I tell people, and see, I hate to bring it back to church, but I'm gonna bring it back to church. So the you know, the preacher, the pastor I always wanna do some things, right? But we never look inside the church to look at the abilities of the parishioners at the church. So in those pews, you got somebody that can do pretty much everything that you need to have done. And if they can't directly do it, they can point you in the right direction and make sure that if you're going to spend some money to bring somebody in, that you bring in the right person to do the job. And they'll do it all the way to, uh, to take it to the finish line. Because a lot of times they'll come in and they'll halfway do some stuff and then you, you'll get upset about it and you talking about it and then somebody was like well I could have told you that wasn't going to work they sitting right down the pew they you look at them in the face every Sunday but you never ask them for any of their expertise now time talent treasure I say that's the three things that you you should you should want to bring to church bring to God your time your talent your treasure so if you're going to bring the money great that's money is needed got to pay for stuff you know that but you know your time you spend time we always there but your talent a lot of times we don't capitalize on the talent that's in our community because we don't look around and we're not trying to work with each other. You know, they say crab in a barrel mentality, but sometimes they're not even trying to reach in the barrel. You know, they go on somebody else's barrel or they go on somebody else's crate or something else. They're not even taking the time to realize, first of all, assess what you have. So when we go into a school, no matter if it's in Atlanta, if it's in, in Miami or whatever, whatever organization we're working with, we say first we got to assess we always want to assess, and that's come my, my educational background. We got to, first of all, figure out what you got, where you're at. Once we can figure out what you have and where you are, then we can build upon that. So that's why we found Rico. See, and then now you know him. So now that's a whole nother stream because I was telling him about you. And uh, so I'm going to make sure he gets plugged in. But um, when we were at Tuskegee, we'd have a group of us, and we'd all have the same name. So if you was DJing for the night, you was DJ Scratch and Sniff. All right, and if you was on the <laughs> if you was on on the microphone, you was MC such and such for the night. So we have a lot of fun and, and maintain anonymity. But we was doing that that, that kind of um, Spartacus type of thing. I am Spartacus. If you know, see history, see y'all. The story of Spartacus was when when when, they, when the Romans were actually looking for him. One of the ways he was able to evade capture was that he would have some of his lieutenants go out and start fights and start you know battles and win battles and would come in saying that I'm Spartacus. So you had you know 20, 30 people out there saying that I'm Spartacus and you wouldn't know who the real Spartacus was. So that kept him out of trouble. And so that's what we were doing. You know, you, you look on the building, we would actually put this on the flyer. It'd be like <laughs> DJ Scratch and Sniff. And this was like, this was just an apartment house party. You know, we, we was sophisticated like that. We had our flyers. <laughs> and then we, we was at the farm. We was at the farm, too. So we would know we were having a big party. DJ Scratch Sniff on the one and twos. And then you'd have MC such and such hosting the party. And that's who it was. And it was fun, man. We had a lot of fun doing that. So uh, you never know. But I've met a lot of people um, in the music industry. Um, Ruben Wood. Um, some entertainment, um, he's a producer I just met, 
uh, not too long ago. Um, got a chance, my first time going to, I think I might have said this um, on the episode before, going to the Trap Music Museum. So, you know, just getting a chance to see what they're doing and they're interested in having some gaming tournaments and doing some stuff down there. But again, it's music. But then with what we were doing at Morris Brown, this was a, a listening party to show the innovation side of the center that music is going to be done there. Music is going to be produced. And so, you know, we had some interest from, um, you know, f- folks, um, Sleepy Brown and Dudgeon family, you know, um, hearing about it. And so, you know, <clears throat> just having those there because he has ties to Morris Brown to know that in the community we have somewhere where they can come back and give back to the community and we can take it to the next level. So doing that. And again, you never know who could be tied to the community, the AU center. Um, so that's going to be a breeding ground for the next generation of digital entertainment professionals. I, you know, I don't just say gaming professionals anymore. I don't just say um, comic book professionals or animation professionals. I say digital entertainment because it's all tied together. So it was cool um, to have that event. And then he has, he's dropping his album on the 12th. So um, we're going to do that. Oh, yeah. And this is the other thing. People watch, you know, when you put out um, a, a flyer or a save the date and, and you say, yeah, I'm about to drop my album or I'm about to, you know, um, do a presentation or show my film or whatever. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, that's good. It's awesome. See you grind. See you grinding. And of course, they're like, come and see me. And it's like $12 a ticket. Now, I saw 50, 60 people like, yeah, that's cool. Great. Keep going. I can't believe you. God is blessing. But nobody said anything about how they were buying the tickets. So you know what I did? As soon as I got it, I bought six tickets right off the, right off the jump. Right off the jump. I was like, boom, I'm going to buy six tickets. And you know what? Instead of saying congratulations in the messages in the comments, I said, just got my six tickets. Who, who else with me? Who, who, who got their six tickets? Who's, who else coming to see? Because I wanted to push the next person to buy, to pay into it, because if we don't invest in ourselves, who else going to do it? We're always looking for, you know, the black community is non-existent when it comes to the family, friends, seed round funding. Um, and when you talk about um, entrepreneurship and that first level of uh, investment that, you know, in the, in the, um, in the, what is it? The, the, the lean startup method. They tell you to start with your family and friends. And that doesn't quite work for the black community like that. <laughs> we ain't got family and friends that got money they can just give us. So, you know, but what we do, but actually we do, <laughs> you know, we can do, we can do the Barack Obama method of how he broke, um, giving, um, trends by just, Hey, if it's a hundred, if it's a hundred people in my church, everybody give me a $10, give me $10. That's a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars goes a long way, especially when you already, you know, scraping up um, dime, nickels and dimes to be able to do so. You, we make it stretch. We know how to. We know how to go to pick a spin and, and get us a what is it? A, a scarf and a and a purse with some mad money to spare. You know, we good with that. We know how to do that in our community. So you know, but it's the it's the um, and I it's the Walmart um, mentality that I want more people to have. It's like, listen, we doing we we working on volume. You know, the more people that you can get, if you got, a, if you got, everybody got at least 50 people in their circle, usually. Most people, if you've been working at what you're working at for a while, you got at least 50 people in your circle that ought to be able to give you $10, that can give you $10. They may be able to give you $100. But I don't know, sometimes we have, we're in this um, wait and see 
um, kind of mentality in our community. It's like, well, I want to see what it looks like first. When, you know, you talk about the other communities, they can put it on the napkin and they can get $5 million with it written on the napkin. So that's, again, that mind. I'm going to get off that soapbox after a while, but I'm going to keep saying it. I ain't going to get off. I'm going to keep saying it. But um, that's what we want to do, and that's why, you know, we do what we do at Game of Our Podcast and with Ferrell's Conclave and with all our partners. You know, we want to make sure that we are capitalizing on our community and helping them reach the next level. So we are going to do startups for people with lives. I'm putting it out there so I can hold myself to this. Um, Gravity, I just finished up. I haven't finished. We have a few more sessions. I think next week is our last session. It was a, it's kind of an incubator um, that's been done. It's called Gravity. It was It's uh I don't know who's in conjunction with, but they did. Um, it's people of color, founders and entrepreneurs of color come together and we were able to learn about, you know, just how to seek funding and how to talk about our businesses in a way to make it more attractive to funders and opportunities. But it wasn't just about finding investment. They were like, listen, what do we need to do to make you feel whole to teach you? about what you need to learn and um, put you in front of the people. Who do you want to be in front of to talk? So we did a, it wasn't, I wouldn't even call it a pitch. We actually had a sit down talk with um, folks from, for me, it was um, ed- somebody, an uh, educator, and it was also somebody, also someone who was doing a, a SaaS type of education technology um, and, and be able to get feedback from them about what we're doing. But then they, they were both founders in themselves. It was a, Classroom teacher, elementary classroom teacher, and it was a a, a young man who who is doing uh, film and music production, but he does it from uh, Chicago. He's in Chicago, but he goes and back and forth to South Africa, and he's doing it out there as well. So you know, I was like, "Listen, man, we can we can do this. We can we can, we can all wonder twins unite and make it happen." And then I was telling um um uh, it was Miss Carter. I was like, "Listen." We can, we can make it happen. You know, you want literacy. You want to work with your kindergarten, first and second graders. We can get them started with that. But I started teaching game design in my kindergarten. My, my son was five. He was six, and my daughter was five. That's when they first um, created their first app. So, and he's an artist. And so from there, he started doing his own comic books. He started to do his own just creations. And he's always creating something. But his, his creativity was unlocked at a very early age. So the earlier you can unlock that creativity... It is, it is what it is. But um, from, so from a music standpoint, same thing. Um, a lot of the things that he was doing was very similar to a program we had a while back um, where we had them create digital albums. And so we were using computing as a tool. So computing as a tool uh, to create music, computing as a tool to create art, computing as a tool to create um, film and computing as a tool to create a, a game. And so all of those, so they had to create a digital album that spoke to that. They chose the theme of poverty. They wanted to talk about poverty. So I took them over to Glenwood uh, so they could really get a chance to see, you know, for real, for real, what some of that poverty looks like and, 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 and learn how, you know, you think about homelessness and stuff like that. But a step up above that, which is still to me is kind of homelessness, but you got a lot of people living in these day motels. Right. And they spending. I did the math. They spending like two thousand dollars a month staying in these day motels. And I'm like, my mortgage is six hundred dollars for a five bedroom. Now, of course, there's some other layers that you got to think about when you when you when you're looking at that, because, you know, there is 
them being able to have a job that allows them to have a livable wage and then study enough income to be able to, you know, pay a mortgage. But then after that, they got to have credit and then you got to, they got to have a bank account. They got to have all that to be able to get a loan for the house. So there's a whole bunch of, so there's a lot of barriers that keep them from even being able to explore that, but they make enough or they're able to acquire enough money. I'm not even going to say make enough money because it's, you know, family pitching in, it's all kind of stuff they're doing to be able to scrape together that money that they got to pay weekly, you know, for these, these motels. And sometimes they really do have to pay per day. Um, and so to be able to do that, that's a lot of ingenuity that, that takes place with that. So, but for them to be able to see that, to see what that looks like, and they created a whole digital album. They created the artwork. They created a, a, docu- a film documentary. They created a game, and they created music that spoke to poverty. And, and they created it, and their parents were blown away. But that's what, that's what I was doing like five years ago. No, that was probably seven years ago that I did that, that we did that. And to hear him doing the same thing for here and in Africa, and I was like, we got to link up. But again, people in your community. So if Gravity was a place that we were able to come together, shouts out to Morgan, um, who was our leader over there, um, to be able to come together and figure out that, you know, we didn't, we were in a space where we didn't figure, feel like we had to compete with our ideas. Everybody came in that space, well, how can we work together? So you weren't afraid to talk about your ideas, what was coming up next, and somebody was going to steal your stuff. Because in a lot of these incubators, sometimes you'd be afraid to really talk about in an open forum what you're doing because people take your stuff. They really do. And then, you know, they exploit you. So it's very extractive, as my wife would say, extractive process. They hear about what you're working on, and then they go do it because they got the, the, um, they got the capital and stuff to be able to do that stuff. But, um, but yeah, so... I think we're going to dust that back off and create a digital album. I think we'll put that out as a, as a uh, cohort opportunity. Oh, you're talking about NFT? Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. NFTs weren't even, we weren't even talking about those. And so that was interesting because he did start talking about NFTs a little bit. And so um, my, last, my last guest on my last episode was talking about NFTs. I was talking with somebody. Um, it was uh, Mr. Keys out of DeKalb County. Um, their student investment. He was talking about NFTs. And so now NFTs is being very, very pushed out. And I've been looking on my feed and there's a lot of NFTs been coming out. It's, it's, it is, it is like, um, yeah, but it's, it, listen, it's, the, it's, the, it's some doggone back of the napkin stuff that got put out there and somebody figured out that they could create this digital art that they could start to put numbers on and say, you got this art piece and then I can charge you a little bit of money and people have been willing to put money behind it. But how are they making their money back? Oh no, it's like selling a piece of art. You, you create, it don't cost, first of all, to create a piece of digital art don't cost nothing. But if you got... So, so the people, so they're paying, so it's, 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 it's a piece of merchandise. That, that doesn't even have to be printed. It's digital. So once you create it, that's the, 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 let's say it costs you $50 to create that digital piece. You know what? I'll take it by that. A digital flyer. An NFT at the end of the day is basically a digital flyer without, without having like the party information on it. That artwork that you see on a digital flyer, that's basically the same artwork that NFTs usually have. 
Like a template, yeah. And so they now some of them get a little bit more slick than others. They'll they'll change colors. They'll have a little bit of 3D effect to it. They'll have a slight a small bit of animation to it, right? They'll do something like that. Those are some of your higher end ones, but that's all it is, and they sell it. And it's a collector's item because they only make it available to certain people. They only make it available for a certain amount of time. And they'll do it with a uh, with a with like a celebrity in mind. So they'll have a celebrity whose face is, is a part of it or somehow. Or they will co-sign on it as artwork. And they'll just sell it. But again, it's, it's a man. It's Somebody figured out that they could make money that way. Um, and, and I'm trying to figure the I think the piece I'm still trying to figure out is what's making it rare, right? Right, but it's the, the the creators know that, but the people who buying it, they don't know that. They just want they just want the final. They want the baby. They don't care how the baby got made. They just want the baby. So when the baby come out looking like something they want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think I want to say that, you know, you can, you can, um, there is some way, and that's, I think I'm with you on that. There is some way that they're able to show the, the, a stamp on it. Or maybe they put numbers embedded in them. Something, something's embedded in them. Listen, listen, listen. Which is why we need to figure out how to make this. How to? Because somebody getting some money. Now that's the other piece. I was talking with a friend of mine, uh, Charles Moody, with the Emerging One Hundred, and we were talking about esports and all the money they were talking about that was flushed around. Same thing with this. Same thing with Bitcoin, really, to be honest. You know, it's really just this, this digital thing that's out there that people are backing with actual money. Right. It's silent with NFT. Somebody, I've seen people actually get money for the NFTs. So, and, and I mean, it's a currency, so you can go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I told people that I was saying, man, you, you must be in my head. You got me bugged. <laughs> I swear we was talking about that. Kind of star mark, you betting on the future of stuff. You're not even actually betting on the actual thing. You're betting on what it's going to look like in the future. So if you pay for a meeting and they have your, like, the one in America or something, you call them up and be like, I own that. And you didn't pay for it. Now, I want to know. Now, I think that's what it is. So it's that original thing. Right. It was I was NFL this first time I heard about it. Yeah, you basically get the highlights. So whatever highlight, if LeBron James go for a dunk, I can go buy this highlight. And if they play it on ESPN. You get paid for it. Uh, so that's how they oh see. But who making it so that you can follow the person to be able to get it? But but to what you said earlier, I can just go find that highlight and and what they gonna say? Who gonna come get me and say, nah, I created the NFT and did it, did it, dude? It's a piece of free digital content, to be honest. 
It's out there, right? Now, I do know that there's technologies out there now that um, will not allow you to. What was that last thing I was looking at? It was something um, that I was trying to do, or something I was trying to do, and it, it was blocked immediately. I don't know if it was something on YouTube, if it was something on Instagram or something. It was like blocked immediately, and you couldn't see it. it went, oh, it's the same technology. I know what it is. It's the same technology like with um, you. Um, oh, God. What were we watching? What were we watching? We were watching something. Oh, my goodness. It's the same. It's the apocalypse. You can't go out anywhere. It's trapped. It's trapped. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, 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 Chemical just came in and said it's the apocalypse outside, man. So if y'all been waiting on the apocalypse, it has here. The zombies are about to get us and ain't going to let us do what we need to do. Oh, you brought food. Okay. Hey, we for the snack. Hey, I ain't going to, I don't know. We might have a snack while y'all look at me on these last couple segments. But we're going to keep rolling with this NFT. We're going to transition this on to the... Esports segment. Come on with it. Come on with it. Sponsored by uh, Atlanta Gamer Life. Snacks for days. Uh, Oh man, it's gonna be like the most. I ain't giving Sprite no shout out. Yeah, yeah. Come on, have some. Oh man. Hey Kim, come come get your chicken wing. Come on, get in here. Get in here. Esports segment of the Game of Five podcast where we talk everything in game and arts, music, esports, film. Right now we're gonna get into this esports a little bit. We just got um, a little snack a doodle uh, sponsored by Atlanta Gamer Life. Chemical in the house, making it do what it do. Yeah, hey, hey, it's cupping season. It's cupping season, man. You got, you got, you got to lay up somebody a little extra on you to keep you warm. And hey, yeah, uh, Harlem. Have you been watching Harlem? It's a TV show called Harlem with Megan Good. Well, I don't know. See, you know, I've been so I just caught up. The last, uh, yeah. I was telling you, it's like I said, it's, 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 it's a black, it's, it's actually, it's better than Sex in the City to me. You know what I'm saying? You need to check it out. It's called Harlem. It's called Harlem. It was on um, Hulu? Was it on Hulu? Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah, Prime Video. Yeah, Prime Video. Harlem. Awesome. Megan Good and uh, some other actresses. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the one that with the tech company, she was in, she, we saw a picture of her uh, on my feed. She was doing something. And everything. Come on in here. Hi, Come on. Everyone. Let me turn you up. Let me turn you up. <laughs> you can't get out anywhere. It is Man. what it is. Everyone is like, we got like the whole street where you are yeah. is blocked off. That's front part's blocked off. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. They want to make sure traffic is going in a specific direction and everything while I'm eating on my french fries. Thank you so very much. Let's talk about Atlanta culture and esports. In almost every place in Atlanta, you gotta have what? You gotta have food. Wings. Oh, well, I'll just say food in general. <laughs> That's why I love Atlanta. 
Exactly. Yeah. Atlanta is known for no matter where you go, about the same amount of uh, churches, about the, oh, sorry, about the same amount of churches, about the same amount of liquor stores, about the same amount of places wing to joints. sell wings. <laughs> but see, it's, it, the wing joint, what does your wing joint have? And does it just sell wings or do they sell shrimp fried rice? Do they sell Philly cheesesteaks? Do they also... <laughs> I don't even know what a Philly cheesesteak is. Though. Let me tell you something. Philly. <laughs> 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 I gotta be, oh yeah, gas stations gotta be by the gas. Connect station. to the gas station, man. I'm because we got this little ATL wing spot uh, right down the street from our grandma, uh, my grandma, my mama house down there off uh, Glenwood. It's at the corner of Glenwood and Glenwood and County Road, right there. It's an awesome spot, little spot up in there, and. Um, I love it. Going to get my wings, get my shrimp fried rice. I get my Philly and fries, uh, steak all the way, <laughs> and make it do what it do, man. I, I, <laughs> That's bulletproof windows in a chicken spot. All right, I'm good everywhere I go in the hood, so you know I don't be looking for bullets. I don't care. I don't be looking on my shoulder no more. No, I'm just kidding. So. We're talking about esports because we're in the esports section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's let's think about things. What places would be like right now? Venues that are open in Atlanta or surrounding areas that you think would be good for an esports event? Trap Museum. I talk, I was talking to the manager. They want to do some stuff. stuff oh, so the Trap Museum is one. Who? Gathering spot would be good. They they do have some nice. I'm a member there. <laughs> I need y'all to come down on y'all prices. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Joystick. Joy yeah, Joystick is a good one. Now, do they have enough room inside of Joystick? Because last time I went Joystick, it's pretty. Really. It was close quarters. It was smaller. It's like half the size of this place. It was close quarters, and it's yeah. uh, and it's got like pinball machines and and uh, arcade now, machines. A pinball tournament, like a smaller tournament, would be perfect for that area. Hey, hey, yeah. go back. Hey, do some retro gaming. You know what? We can get some retro gaming tournaments. Do a pitball oh. or pitball. Pinball tournament. I like that. We can do that. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Mm-hmm. So you got that. What else is good? Um, you know, I, I mean, Greg Lachey is pretty much his him and Walter. So you got gamer experience in Latonia. You got full the letter O for esports uh, out there. And uh, what's that? That would be considered Gwinnett, right? No, nah, that's Doraville. Oh, Doraville. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, you have his spot. Um, I think, I think that Atlantucky place brewing is Atlantucky brewing. Let's do. I mean, we supposed to get one. Hey, listen, this is we we about to end <laughs> December. Oh, they might have controllers in there. Oh, across from Ponce. What do you mean? Talk. What you talking about? Oh, uh, it was called Deep End, but it's no more. Uh. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe they just let them go in there and do it. Now, Best Damn Brewery, I ain't gonna lie, that's a nice little space too, because they have like a lot of open space areas. So that's uh, good for the old folks. Now, see the the thing I you say I'm always be a youth advocate. Now, breweries is good for you know us grown people, and we can go oh, have us some true, fun. True. But you know, there's not a whole lot of esports places for you know young folks to really congregate and to play. Now, I'm not talking about like the uh, round ones and you know the 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 Chuck E. Cheese type. Dave and Buster type things. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm mm. not. We talking about like little, you know, mom, not mom and pop stores, but you know, smaller, intimate um, locations. Kind of like a battle and brew, but you know, at a certain time, young people can't go into battle and brew either. Correct. Correct. Right. So you know, we always got to think about them. 
and being able Absolutely. to go. But I mean, I think there's an opportunity now. Um, you know what? There is a place called Loud and Wild. Shouts out to my cousin Rhonda Phillips. Oh, Ooh. Rhonda. Uh, her last name is not Phillips. She is married. <laughs> I want to say, is, is it Thomas? Now, where is this located? I never heard. So, of this. so she 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 has a um, uh, smoke CBD smoke shop. Um, she is located um, by Brandsmart. Okay. So it is Stockbridge. She's in Stockbridge, and she has an awesome space, and we're going to put us a tournament over there, and it's a good open space. It's actually, the inside of it is open about, it's about as big as how um, Versus Ram was. It's about as big as Versus Ram. It might be a little smaller than Versus Ram, but it's open. It's open like Versus Ram was. So, you know, I told her we're going to bring in a couple more TVs, and we'll be able to do our thing there. And she had an event where she had some edibles and um, some... um, some uh and you said this was uh char- kid friendly well it can be <laughs> i mean i'm thinking about i, I mean i look I, you're thinking about this we do we do i'm thinking about the sports says, yes yeah, and I'm, it's k through 12 you know we do k through 12 and college and adult so you Correct. know we, we service the gamut so mm-hmm. we got to have a place for the young and the old got to have someone for everybody to go to so <laughs> you know the breweries Atlant can what is it Atlantucky. It's, it's just Atlantucky. Atlantucky. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Atlantucky. by the um, some of the members of Nappy Roos. Nappy Roos. Man, I still haven't gone. I still have not gone there. Whose fault is that? I know. I know. I, I apologize. Atlantucky, I apologize. We will be doing a remote at Atlantucky uh, top of the year. So be, little, be on the lookout. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, do they? I need to talk with them because do they like how many people know about them? A lot of people know about them, but it's, it's it's still like every Wednesday they still have their nappy hour, which is like a happy hour in which from six to nine, you know, it's sort of like a meet and greet and they have usually a vendor for food, a DJ. It's a really nice vibe. And on Tuesdays now, Terry Skywalker is doing something over there. So I got to figure out exactly what it's called. But Okay, okay. And how, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm asking questions like, how big is like, I got to go over there and see. You got to go there. It's go. nice. It's really go nice. It's a vibe. I love the artwork that's on the walls. I love the music. They insert um, different speakers. So you have this nice, you know, speaker. Like, there's sound within the whole uh, restaurant or brewery. Um, but in addition to like places like that, let's talk about larger. Oh, what was that? Okay. Hey, I was hey like, you know, hey, we still downtown. <laughs> downtown, you, know? you hear that hey. Hong Kong? I was like, whoa, did you, what did He's you so crazy. Nah, not yet. Not, I, ain't, I ain't that good yet. I ain't that good yet. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. big spots like, um, like you know, big arenas. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, what kind so, of big arenas did you do? Now, let me ask you this question. Now, I've done the, I've done the, the, um, the, 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 the dream hacks. I've done the Momo Cons. I've done the, that's all at the, the world, smite. Georgia World Congress Right, I've done the Smite. Uh, world championships over there, the Galleria. I've done those different things. Like, do you? Th- can we listen? Movie theaters mm-hmm. would be a great spot because for, when we first started doing our tur- when we started, started doing our tournaments, we started at um, oh, what's it called? Not Fork and Screen, but um, oh my god, the, the one where you can go and eat the the movie theaters you can go and eat. Yeah, that's something like that. Is it? What is it called? A- AMC <sighs> Fork and Dine or the bar? It's another name. It's the grill? Uh, the, the one that's the grill one? <sighs> and, and my wife is probably going to kick me for not <laughs> really remembering the name. Next to you. 
but it's not. It's um. Oh my god, it's not the one. Well, there is there is one at North Lake, and there used to be one, or if it still is, right over there by Lennox. There's a fork and screen or 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 dining. Oh, oh my gosh! But we know it's one of those. But anywho, experience. You can do that. You 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 certainly South South Dakota Mall used to have one, but I think they've since closed down. Mm. Um, but which is unfortunate. But movie theaters are a good place for that because they have the open atrium kind of areas okay. where you can do what you need to do, and then also you can play video games on the movie screen. That's what was cool. Yeah, to actually and see it on the movie screen. When I used to work at the movie theaters, this is when things were like still film. So you had to actually go and, you know, lock <laughs> in and thread and stuff. It's not like that anymore. You can nah, it's digital. Totally digital. It's digital. <laughs> so that would be an easier um, concept. Because, I mean, I've seen it on TV where Are we they, they, you know. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, the first one we did it at was, it was that one. And I'm going to remember the name. It's going to hit me in a minute. But anyway, I'm going to get past it. <laughs> First one we did was there. The second one we did on the screen was actually off of Monroe. Over there, um, they had that little theater over there by Grady Stadium across from it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, I it's, forget it's, the name of it. But they do a lot of independent films out of there. Um, they did it. We did it over there. And so, again. Once again. You can do another it. Another movie theater. That's, a, that's, that's what you can do. And then there's plenty of them everywhere. They got enough space. They got the Ooh. facility for it. Um, so, you know, we can, we can start kicking those back up, especially now, not a lot of people are going back to the movies yet. You know, what's crazy though. You can, especially like one small as the one in Midtown that has only like five theaters. Uh huh. And so you can actually simultaneously do like three or four tournaments. Oh yeah. While the other tournament be more like a commentating tournament, uh, commentating room and actually just run like a full, full, you know tournament without having to risk the whole day some tavern something tavern what is it <sighs> movie tavern movie tavern. movie tavern that's what they called it movie taverns see i knew it was gonna come with, thank you appreciate you you said something that kicked it back in my head but the movie tavern that's what we did so you got the movie theaters we said you got you know um there are some i mean you know now some smoke shops, but some restaurants are are good size um, places for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we 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 got the breweries. Um, what's some other good spots? I mean, there's a, I mean, you know, we can do it. We can do it at the library. You could. You really could do it you at the could. library. You could do some tournaments like at the, the library. Like the Auburn Research Library has a theater. Which one? Oh yeah. See, that'll be another one. Yep. Hey, we could do a small one here. Ah, <laughs> and a laugh been about that. Now about we've been talking about that. So I, I like, I told him. I just told him I got my um, NBA 2K um, chops up. So you know we can go ahead and get us a 2K. Like us a, a 2K yeah, tournament. Like a little private, a little Madden yeah. tournament. We can get yeah. it going. We can get it going. And so you know we got um, our youth sports league about to start up um, in the spring. So we got that um what oh what i was going to say was like at the conference in february like are those if we can find some of those places like that and have them come and then talk about it and you know promote their places and then just put them on the calendar and say hey cuz that's what we did when we first started youth esports league we were going around to different venues mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things we would do if we can put that back out there and get that back going for the for the 22 you ain't say nothing but a word. You know, <laughs> Kimiko be on it. Yeah, get it for the you two, say, two. You say, Kimiko, do this. I'll be like, 
Alright. <laughs> hey, how you right. doing? <laughs> hey, esports back for the two two. See, it used to be for the nine five, the nine three. Now we <laughs> we in the twenties. <laughs> the two two. Oh man. And we at the end of the year, y'all. Can y'all believe that though for real? Man, we did. Man, we got I got cousins that are going into their junior and senior year of college. Mm. And it's like, y'all been in school that long, but we lost two years. It just went by, and they were in school during the pandemic. It's it's crazy. Some of them graduated in the pandemic from high school, went to college for two years in the pandemic, and now they juniors about ready to graduate by one more year. So it's crazy. I mean, like you said, it's crazy. It's the pandeasy, the pandorama. (sighs) You know they've been like shutting down a lot of countries again. Oh yeah, yeah. um, Unfortunately, South Africa has been one of the places that have been on the no-fly zone um, that was put there. But Japan it's like, is now on it. See, you got mm-hmm. Japan now. So um, I know my wife was talking about it Germany earlier, but we got you got the Omicron variant. You got the Alpha Beta Gamma Delta Epsilon Six. I said Omicron. You said Omicron. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people were who was that? I was listening to like CNN or maybe it was on the radio, and it was a lot of people talking, about, but a lot of people couldn't say Omicron. I mean, it was like they were murdering. It was like uh, J. Anthony Brown murders the hits. They was murdering that word. Omnicron, Omnicron, Omnicron. I was like, uh, Omicron? Wait, wait, let's. Are they Well, you know what? It's Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Mu, Nu, Psi, Omicron. That's far down that list. Okay, it's Omicron or Omicron. Alpha, Kappa. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It um, Beta. Can I never heard him say anything about Beta variant. It's Omicron. 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 Yeah, but that's the thing. So I was like, how y'all get all the way down that far in the Greek alphabet? They weren't that bad. They they went ahead and gave them the name. They almost did it like a um, like hurricanes, cause they started doing hurricanes with the alpha with the um Greek letters for a minute. Right. Wow, that's crazy, crazy. So there were other variants, but those variants didn't do anything, and they went ahead and signed them their names. I guess you got to designate it either way it go, cause you got to start research. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking, speaking of which, I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of which, how do you think that's going to affect the future esports? Because I know they canceled DreamHack. DreamHack is now merged into ESL. So, do you think that's going to affect the esports in United States? No. Well, it's like regular education. Mm. They had plenty of time. To, and this coming from a teacher, y'all. They got plenty of time. They had plenty of time to make everything digital. We already live digital. Yeah. And so if we stop playing games like we know for a fact that we're going to go back face to face and just make the digital experiences what they're supposed to be. And they don't have to be. And you can do more of those digital experiences because they can do it from home. So you can string them together. You don't have to have one big old conference. Mm. You can have a series of it And then you know And make it fun Make it as entertaining as possible But nobody's I'm not going to say nobody That's not true Because I know we are 
because that's how we did our season um, digitally. We did our conference digitally. Um, and so I'm still, I got, I'm almost this close to this last little piece that I ain't gonna, I can't tell nobody can't about it. Tell. I can't tell nobody. Once I get this last little piece, we're gonna be killing the game oh, because nobody sucks. has really figured this out. And I think, okay. excuse me, Sprite, Sprite. That was me. my bad. Um, I think I figured it out. I think we, I think I found the person. It's not that I figured it out. Somebody else has, you know, excuse me. Everybody, there is somebody who has created something for everything you need in the world. We were talking about this earlier. If we look to our community, we can find what we need. And this is somebody that's been in, in my backyard who oh. I'm about to get with, with this piece of technology that I needed. So well, hey, Fido. Next, <laughs> next week, next week, next week, y'all go, y'all might have an awesome breaking news Ooh. next week about what we're going to be doing. And <laughs> with everything shutting back down, then we're going to be, we're going to be right there for everybody to use, for everybody to, that wants a piece of it. We got it. We're okay. going to be able to do it. So I've been learning. I've been, I've been, you know, behind the scenes, watching how things work. I think we might be able to do a little something, something with it. And then we'll be able to actually link up everything. Because if we do everything digitally correctly, when we start to open back up, we can open back up responsibly. Mm. People not being responsible. People not being responsible. They still, you know, doing what they want to do, how they want to do it, as if there's, there's not a... Um, pandemonium going on you know so you know we just got to figure out how to you know do it do it right and then you know a lot of organizations so I'm, a, I'm an omega my mom's aka and you know i have aunts that are deltas um i have cousins in the, that are kappas one of my best friends she's a zeta um I, a lot of my homeboys um sigma so you know divine nine all the way i don't know if i know too many iotas that's the Interesting name, but I know some Sigma Gamma Rose. My godmother is a Sigma Gamma Rose. Um, but everybody talks about how they have been able to, they've had an uptick in the membership of their organizations. In their, people have been coming to meetings more often. People have been participating um, at a deeper level because things have been virtual. So they've been coming, you know, the Zooms meetings, other meetings, they've been able to do that. And I live in Atlanta. My home chapter is in Arizona. So I've been able to go to my chapter meetings back in Arizona and back in Phoenix. And everybody's been able to do that. And then people have been able to go to, go to our conventions, um, our international conventions that are happening, and they've been attending them via Zoom. But they're actually trying to force people to go back face-to-face, -face, which is the worst idea again not trying not being responsible with opening back up you can do both which is why all of our all of Farrell's conclave all the pcx events going forward are going to be hybrid events that's why we when we did our learning platform we went from face to face to 100 virtual to blended and hybrid mm -hmm. because absolutely it, it, we get we can get more people to attend. We can get more people to be involved. Exposure, exposure, and so that's and that's like a big <sighs> exposure. It, that's a that's a double edged word that I because <laughs> you know I work with a lot of the school systems and I work with a lot of the big companies um, that want to do things to expose as many people as they can to technology. But exposure is not enough. Exposure is like you know what exposure is. It's it's like a red herring. Exposure is like this the um, tobacco industry paying for its own anti-tobacco um, marketing. 
They pay for the don't smoke. They pay for that. Does that stop people from smoking? They still making the same amount of money. They have to. Right, but it but they figured out they they used to be against that. They used to fight it tooth and nail. But then when they did it and they saw that they didn't do anything and they could actually charge more for their cigarettes, <laughs> you know what? They just figured out. Okay, let me stop uh, uh, fighting against the wave and go with the current. The same thing needs to happen with things that are digital. Go with the current and then come out when you need to. We ain't got to fight against it. You ain't got to force people to go back to face to face stuff. You don't have to force it. It'll come back when needs to. Now, now, unfortunately, on the other side of that, if you have a brick and mortar company <clears throat> that depends on people being there face to face, then that could hurt you. And like if you're like if you're a big facility like a movies, you know, not a lot of I don't know. I'm not saying that. I haven't been to the movies recently. Nah, I don't know. Chemical might be at the movies every I other day. Yeah, I wish. You know, I don't know. I love but movies, but they, I do too. They, I do. They've emerged with smaller movie theaters too. I pick. Okay. There is one, and I found out it's almost like a fork and dine. Then you also have the options for other bigger theaters. You can actually rent out the whole theater. Yeah, you. And I you know that. what? That's that's. I, really like that. I found that out. We found that that was an option for real, for real. Um, <laughs> probably when Black Panther came out, we did our screening, our Black Panther screening, ah. and we we rented the theater out. And that's how we were able to do it. We rented the doggone theater out and we was able to do it. So let's transition this thing since we're talking about theaters. Going to transition this thing right into the film, film segment, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Game of Fire podcast. Gaming, arts, music, esports, film. Hey. Game of Fire podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? It's your Boy, it's the man himself, Coach E, uh, aka Cray Violet. What was your, what was your, uh, Wu Tang name? You look it up. How you forget your Wu Tang name? I, re- I just remember uh, Ken Joyce because she was Big Cat. She was Big Cat. I'm just a Oh, man. I'm a, you know what? Up right now, I'm gonna get you one right now. You gonna give me a new one? Yeah, why not? You don't remember? Oh, somebody is cranking it up out there. I, I guess they hear our music, so they matching us out there, y'all. Oh, snap. They get I it. The they got vibration. us rumbling. You hear the vibration? Uh, drop that bass, yeah. drop that bass. Hey, but welcome to the film segment of the Game of Fire podcast. As we were transitioning, we were talking about theaters, we were talking about other venues where we could host um, esports events and whatnot. I mean, they killing it out there, y'all. That's what I love. Hey, see, when you're in the A. Downtown Atlanta, When you're in the A, y'all, you don't know what's going to happen. for the win. Eh, eh. Somebody killing it. But I love it, though. I'm going to go out there and see. This is our last segment. We're going to wrap this thing up so we talk about it. But we're getting into the movies one more again. A um, lot of good TV shows out. And I talk about film. I'm talking about film and television production. Mm-hmm. Binging is a huge thing because um, everything's going streaming. Harlem. I'm, I'm giving Harlem a big shout out. Um, I did not find out who wrote Harlem, it but it's a good series. Man, that if series! You, oh. if you, <laughs> it is so good. I My mama liked that series. New, like you'll be hooked on it. Like if, if you need something binge worthy, okay, binge worthy series for this upcoming, you know, 
you know my my cousin has season. been trying to get my cousin unfortunately he is um assistant athletic director of uh the jo- of uh, <laughs> uh UGA and they just got kicked in the ding ding uh, <laughs> yesterday in the in the national championship but he was singing the praises of clickbait have you seen clickbait no i haven't he said seen he it. said clickbait is a good one he said it's a good one that's a new one that's out um we said harlem clickbait that was good okay if you have apple tv there is a series called c s c. S-E-E, like C. Okay. And it's uh, it starts off in a post-apocalyptic world where they... Um, Can they, they blind? They're all blind. Okay, yeah, I heard about that one. That's okay, we're not going to talk too much about it because, oh. you know, it's you have to watch it. Okay, but, C. So, so series... Uh, S-E-E. So, so uh, season one was completed, and okay. recently, back in, I think, August-ish, they released season two. So now you can pretty much see the whole... See. <laughs> see the whole see <laughs> pun intended um let's see uh, let's see um what are some good binge worthy stuff but i mean you know i've i've kind of been going back so i've been watching i gotta go see my last season of american gods i haven't finished that one that was kind of american gods it's on <sighs> we got a fire stick so, <laughs> so we you know we get to see a whole bunch of stuff, and I forget what the main um, channel is. Channel is, but if you look it up, American Guys, that's a good one. It's got the guy in it that was uh, in One Hundred. He was the boyfriend that was a grounder, but spoke. Mm. But uh, I, Lincoln, he his name was Lincoln in uh, One Hundred. Got killed off maybe season two or whatever. <laughs> but um, but you know um, that's a that's a bingeable thing. One Hundred. You can go back and see that. I, I want to say they came out with another season that I haven't seen yet. Uh, for Netflix, if you want to feel good, because, you know, all this, you know, too much violence, too much everything. If you want some kind of feel-good thing, you you definitely got to check out Midnight Diner. I am such a fan of that. Let you know, though, it's subtitled, so you have to kind of have a little bit of attention to read what they're saying. <laughs> But it's I like, good. it reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, one thing I like about a lot of anime stories is that they, they talk about their inner thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it starts off in that way, except it's all live action. You're in a, a, a diner where this man orders, has one thing on the menu, but if he has the ingredients, he'll make it. So people come in, it's like, hey, can you make this? Can you make that? And he's like, yeah, I can make it. And, you know, as as the uh, episodes uh, come together, the different personalities are added on. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Now, what's one for you? <sighs> what else? <laughs> I mean, you know, this is the, since we're in, in the Christmas time, you know, any, there is on, I forget the name. So, I, I watch all of the. First of all, we watch everything like Christmas movie-ish. So, of course, we want to look at the Hallmark channels. Um, you know, um, BET got a lot of cool stuff on as well. But um, there's a lot of good ones on. And now I'm going to tell you. So, it's it's cool to see from year to year how the Christmas movies are evolving um, because there are more people of color in a lot of these Christmas movies. Mm. But there is a theme, though. And I don't know if it's just the, the the channel that I'm watching, but you know, there's a lot of interracial couples. So you know, so it's a lot of it's either you know they they going hard with that, and then they got the biracial angels, the babies. I like to call them biracial angels. Um, they they you know they are part of it, but it's a lot of family stuff. But it's interesting to see how 
Film imitates life, literally. Yeah. I know you should go with it. <laughs> I was, I was asking. Oh, wait, wait, let him see, listen, it. listen. No, no, no. I can't. I can't. I, I oh, can't hear it. he was saying. Okay. I ask it again. He was saying black women, black men with women, black men with white women, or white women with black men. He said, which, what is that? Which, what so, Ken, what, what would you think yes, you see more? Kimiko you would see more of what? More so than they do it the other way around. It is, and you know, that is, it is, it's, it's a little, they're still, they're not ready to see that as much as because that makes, that makes, um, that will put uh, the black men, nobody wants to see the black man being necessarily the head. So to see a black man with a white woman, you know, that was against the law in slavery, you know, and it's still against the law in people's minds even now, to be honest. Oh, until they legalized it, correct. Right. Correct. So I'm saying it's not that long ago that it's not, it hasn't been legal. So to put it on television is a leap. Leap, 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 leap. So on television, you'll see more of the um, the white man with the black woman than you will see. But I've, I've been counting the Christmas movies that have interracial couples, and it's about 50% now, um, one way to the other way. Now, the other part of it is, and this is the other little, sne- and I'm going to call it a sneaky link. <laughs> the way they slide it in is one of the people in the couple, either the man or the woman, or the man or the man, and, and there's been, you know, there's been same-sex couples as well, interracial same-sex couples too. Um, but one of the ways they do it is you'll have a biracial person. So it, will, it won't just be an African-American man with a white woman. It could be it's a biracial woman with a white man or a biracial woman with a black man or a biracial man with a white or black woman. They'll mm-hmm. go, or, or man, man, woman, woman. It'll do it that way. So they'll do the biracial instead of just the one ethnicity. So they'll sneak they'll sneak it in that way, um, and so I'm like I'm looking at y'all TV folks, seeing if y'all y'all trying to be slick out there, and you know, but like I said, you know, fast forward ten years ago, twenty years ago, certainly thirty, forty years ago, you weren't saying none of that, you know. So, <sighs> oh yeah. Well, you know, it's still, we're still in America. This is America. <laughs> See, my grandma, Childish Gambino. My grandma uh, was um, black and Native American, and she married uh, a guy who was interracial, who was black and, uh, no, actually he was Italian and Native American. Uh, black, black and Native American. Yeah. So, Italian's black. The so Moors. back then, I mean, you know, yeah. he was telling me, they were telling me of, you know, she told me of the stories uh, of when in the Fox Theater, you know, she had to go to the back with her husband. In the back. And yeah. she, she got to go in the back. She's like, my mom and them in the Fox Theater, they had to sit on the up top. Mm. And she was like, I don't know why they let us go on the up top. Because you know what they used to do? Spit. Spit on them. <laughs> throw their popcorn and drinks off of the balcony. They was like, I got y'all. They used to do it. And they couldn't do nothing about it because you couldn't really tell who it was. Tell who it was. And I was like, I was dangerous because they was really lynching and shooting black folks back then. But this was, this was uh, metropolitan Atlanta. So, you know, they were trying to keep that out of mainstream media, which is why we got the airport and all of those places. Because it was supposed to go to Birmingham, but because Birmingham was so 
up front segregated. And Bull Connor was like, we ain't gonna have none of this. The, you know, the airport was like, well, we can't have the airport there. And they was like, here we, hey, Atlanta's over here. We, 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 we segregated too, but we not like that. Come on over here and build your airport over here. Mm. Yep. Thank you, Maynard Jackson. Cause they brought, they show brought up. Thank you. And you know what? Thank you, Bull Connor, fool. Cause you know, if, because of how foolish he was, it allowed us, it allowed Maynard Jackson to be able to say, hey, come on over here where we are more progressive, which we were more, more progressive than Atlanta and going from there. That's uh, you know, I dropped my phone because my case broke up. So it's the same. It's the same phone. Oh. It's a note. It's a Galaxy Note 10. Shout out to Galaxy. But ooh, my wife got the one that got one of the fold the, uh, the folding, folding joints. Yeah, yeah, man. It's actually pretty nice. It's How pretty does it nice. look when you're watching television? Shows? It looks good. You don't see the, you don't see the seam in the middle. So they've they've created. So uh, was it Gorilla Glass was the first type of glass they were using for. Um, Cell phones because mm. they it was very durable and this was a military product, mm. so a lot of technology comes from the military a lot of, a lot of times. But um, they were using Gorilla Glass now, they've made it, the, and so they started with the curvy TVs. When they started making the curvy TVs, they started to advance on that technology of the screens ah. so they could start to fold them, mm. and that's why we got the folding um cell phones. Honestly, now. I'm scared. The flip of it. phones, you let me know because I feel like I'm gonna break it. It's not going, they're, they're very durable. They are very, they are very, they are very durable. You can drop those because the screen is on the inside; it's not going to break. You might jostle it a little bit. The old flip phones. So it's that same. So people are like, because people kept dropping these, and I guess they kept listening to people like, and they were probably more so the higher ups than the than the, than the people who were buying. Um, they were like, you know what? But it's another way to get people to go out and buy a new piece of technology, a new piece of hardware, I should say, um, to get those flip phones. Christmas out there. technology to buy. Christmas technology to buy. Mm. Oh, Christmas uh, technology to buy during Christmas. I already, we 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 finally decided to to get uh, Wi-Fi cameras. Okay. So now because of that, it, it transpired into getting a new phone, so you can use the system, and transpired to also getting things like Echo for a you for know, your to, house to be so able you can to talk go through. to Alexa and stuff like that. So <laughs> now I'm teaching my mom to talk to an AI. She's like, I don't want to ask too many questions. <laughs> I don't want her to get mad at me. I'm saying, Mom, this is an AI. It doesn't have feelings. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Mama, mama, mama know. Mama rude, know. Hey, you still got to worry about the AI. Now we try to get you in your sleep. <laughs> Trying to get, get you in your sleep, man. Better watch out. But um, technology to buy. That's a good question. Um, um, mm, do, you, do you think mm. it's a good time to buy um, graphics cards yet? Or you think it's still well, kind of pretty high? I think it's still pretty high, right? Graphics cards are still pretty expensive. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm kind of waiting. Because I really do... Technology gets smaller, cheaper, easier. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to make the laptops to where I can really do what I really, really, really need to do. But I say I don't. I'm not heavy in rendering stuff. But you know, for for what I do, I'm good mm-hmm. with what I got. I was telling. I was talking about. I had a parent call me. Um, they got um, their their his daughter wants a gaming something. Okay. Wants a PC or and I was okay. like, well, because you have a child, mm-hmm. PCs lock you down in one space. Children move around. Children are so used to, and if you want your child to stay in their room, great. But if you can get you a durable laptop 
Like the the, the HP okay. almond is pretty durable. It's, it's it runs you between eight hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on everything you get put in it. Okay. And for what they're doing, see, they're not heavy producers right now. They're not rendering nothing. Heavy, heavy, heavy. But for video the games young. that they're playing, though, or if These they decide they want to stream, what, would you, what would you personally recommend? I still recommend the HP. This has not failed me yet. And I don't stream heavy. You Now, you, I've let you use this before, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to defer to you on the streaming <laughs> because you've used one of my big boys, the 17 half and half inch, my 2500 well, okay, <laughs> laptop. So- How did it work for you? I mean, it works nice. Uh, so mainly for me, I'm getting depend- a French fry. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So for those who are looking for something an upgrade for their kids, depending on the age, you know, uh, you definitely, if you want to use a laptop, like you said, it's good for mobile. But if they're playing video games on it, I'm gonna let you know right now. You might want to give them a keyboard because mashing keyboards if they're a keyboard and mouse kind of person they're gonna they're gonna mess up the keyboard on the actual laptop so you do still need to think about peripherals from it that's it that's right there boom you hit me you asked me what's the kind of technology that needs to be bought for christmas peripherals (gasps) yes get some peripherals there are there are you can get some good get some good headphones mm-hmm. that, that 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 are good price. You get good mice that are good price and good keyboards that are good price to add to what they already have. I actually um, recommend the HyperX Mix Cloud because that one's actually a Bluetooth headset that the kids can actually you know plug in you know headset with a mic and into their computers, or they can unplug the the microphone and that. And they can use it without it. They can go working out with it. They can take it with their phones. It's so multi. It's multi-use on that one, and especially okay. those who get um, like like a lot of gamers. Not all gamers, but a lot of them tend to be introverts. So sometimes when they do go out to another setting and it's like a little overstimulation, they can just easily get on, put their headset on, watch a TV show, or go into a game or something like that. Oh, nah. We uh we are coming to the end. <laughs> oh, no, so, no, 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 no. But you helped us out for next week. Next week's episode shopping list is going to be your Christmas list, your shopping list for the holidays, and we'll mm-hmm. we're gonna go through every segment and say, well, what should you be getting? <gasps> Gaming, when it comes to art, animation, whatever. Yeah, music, esports, and film. What's out there that you should be looking at? The new technology, the the technology that's durable. When I used to car, my, my best friend is a car guy. And whenever I wanted to buy a car, I would call him first because he was reading up on what was good mm. or what I needed. So that's what we're going to do. That's what Booyah. we're going to do. Booyah. So, y'all, I know we're going to have the – this is great. Thank you to Chemico from Atlanta Gamer Life for joining me because uh, I was feeling lonely. I was so lonely. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I can always, this is my producer, y'all. So, y'all hear me talking behind the guys. You know, we got Jay Black back down the ones and twos. He's also And we got the other Kim from Connecting the Dots. She up in the house. Shouts out to Connecting the Dots. Uh, she hung out with us on the, on the set here at the Live Hip Hop Daily Studios. So, check out her podcast out, too. Again, Absolutely. if y'all, y'all hear me talking about stuff. Y'all hear me connecting some dots about, you know, industry and history <laughs> and all that stuff. Y'all really want to learn something. Y'all need to check out Connecting the Dots, for real. For real. 
Got to. Good got stuff. To. Good and stuff. real stuff. It's not fake. It's not, you mm-mm, know, mm-mm. she will tell you the real deal on what's going on in these streets. In these streets, shout it. I know she up from up. She's from up north, but it's all good. She she down. She she a, she a Georgia Peach now. She down south, so we claim her. We was because we was talking about we was talking about three six mafia and the verses with Crazy Bone, and we was just yeah. reliving uh, our college lives. <laughs> listen, listen to that that southern crunk music when she was just running around and she was like getting crunk out here. Like, see, they weren't getting crunk like that up in New York. They don't, they don't do that. They they do that. They do they step shuffles. That's kind of their whole thing. They turn. Man, what was that movie? And speaking about movies, last thing, and we're gonna shut this thing down. <laughs> and this is one of those appropriation type of things. What them, them step up series? Oh. What was the first one? Wasn't the first one in New, set in New York? Step it, step up or what was the? It was the one. Okay, the one where that the white girl was a ballerina, and it was the black guy. Oh, yeah. He was in. He was in the club. Uh, it was it was set in New York though. It was set in New York. I think it was in New York. It might step up or or make us change. You know them. No, it wasn't a, called step up. It was called let's dance or no. or shall we dance or. Uh, it was someone we we gonna look it up after, when we sign off here. We are gonna look it up. We are gonna look it up. <laughs> Maybe Anywho. you guys can give us a. <laughs> I know. I know. Hit me. Hit me. Deal. Hey. Game of Five podcast Instagram hit me up on Instagram put him in there. and then also you know what next week I'm gonna do a list of my shout outs for everybody that's been following us Absolutely. on the um, Game of Five um, podcast thank y'all so much for everything and guess what y'all there go those sirens here come them peoples they telling us it's time to go um, from the Game of Five uh, podcast Coach E uh, Crane Violet. Uh, DJ Scratch Sniff, uh, MC Such and Such, uh, Mama That Go That Man. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Thank y'all again. We'll see y'all again real soon. Got Chemical right over here. Uh, Atlanta Game Life got him with Connect the Dots. We got Jay Black with Live Hip Hop Daily Studios. We all up in here doing our thing here in Atlanta, GA, in the ATL. Shout out yeah, where make it greater because we from Decatur. All that good stuff, man. Thank y'all so much again. This has been a Game 5 podcast. Peace up. A-Town down.